Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash GreenFestival. Question of the day. Do PMIs point to a pause for central banks? It looks like the market is telling us yes. You're seeing a rally into the bond market, yields drop like a stone, the dollar coming off its highs, and you have a move into the equity market. So let's get the broader take. Ralph Schlossstein, Evercourt Chairman Emeritus, joins me now here on set. Ralph, so good to see you. Thanks for coming in. It's great to see you as well. So what do you think? Does the data point to a pause right now? Well, I think uh, there's been encouraging data, both on the inflation front and on the uh, growth side. Uh, I, do, I don't think it will really affect what Powell says on Friday. Uh, I think what's probably going to distinguish him is what he doesn't say. Uh, I think he's not going to say uh, mission accomplished, mm -hmm. and I don't think he's going to be hawkish either. Uh, so I think he's just going to Right down the middle. Right the down the middle. Uh, if there were a fairway in Jackson Hole, that's where he'd be. <laughs> okay. I, I like being right down the middle of the fairway. N like, never happens, but sounds like a really nice idea. Um, what does that mean for the markets, Ralph? I, the, the markets are anticipating to get cuts next year. Do you think you get those cuts? Is he going to disabuse us of the idea that we do get those cuts? Uh, I think the one thing that he could say that would affect... Uh, the markets is not necessarily is longer. Uh, I do think we're going to have a period of uh, higher rates for longer. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's priced in the market yet. If he chooses to uh, say that, that will have a negative effect on the markets, but the market clearly is not anticipating that. What does higher for longer mean? Um, Bill Dudley had a piece out earlier this week. He was looking at the 10-year, but when you wrap in that fiscal deficits, term premium, you're looking at substantially 4.5% higher yields. What do you think we're going to sit I, with? I, I think we're uh, going to see... Uh, I, I don't believe the Fed is going to cut in the first half of next year. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, I think the economy still has a fair amount of strength. Uh, and because they... Uh, used the word transitory and got themselves into a deep hole, uh, I think they're going to be very careful not to uh, declare mission accomplished uh, too quickly. And I think they're prepared to take the risk yep. of a mild recession uh, to, do that. to do that. Ralph, are we going back, though, to what we had before the pandemic, i.e. super low rates? Or are rates going to be more normal for the last 20, 30 years over the next 10 years? Yeah, I think the, the thing that, if you step back a little bit, the, we went through a 40-year period of time where rates were generally uh, declining, mm -hmm. longer rates, mm -hmm. uh, and they got extraordinarily low. Uh, I think that period of time has passed. So the bond bull dead. The bond bull is I don't know if, you know, there'll be many bulls, huh. but there's not going to be that incredible systemic long-term uh, grinding lower 
uh, of interest rates. And I think that, you know, the all of uh, risk assets and all of investments have benefited from that. Mm -hmm. uh, so we've been in the last 40 years have kind of been the golden age of investing. Uh, and uh, I don't think we're going to have that for the next 10 or 20 years. So even Guy wasn't around before 40 years ago. I mean, he was around, <laughs> but like he, he, he was he in a boarding was, school. He was he a wasn't gleam like, in his yeah. <laughs> mother's eye. Yeah. Oh, he, he was gleaming. All right, for sure. But so I, I guess for those of us who weren't around then, how do you make returns? Like what's a good investment strategy? Because it feels like in some ways we're going to be very over-risked. I think, yeah, the the biggest, uh, it's hard to, it's going to be harder to earn returns. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I had this discussion with uh, Larry Summers several years ago, and he was actually talking about the White House staff that I served on mm -hmm. under President Carter, and there were a lot of very successful people uh, on that staff, uh, present company not included, uh, <laughs> but people like David Rubenstein and mm -hmm. Frank Raines, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, he said, how did that happen? And I said, well, you know, I, I think if you look at it, we were all incredibly lucky to be in the prime of our work lives in the greatest period of broad wealth creation fueled by uh, rally and risk assets uh, in the history of the country. Uh, and so I think the, the way to make money in the next couple decades is probably is going to be in equities uh, but I personally am way overweighted in private equity because I think mm -hmm. their uh, pr private equity owners are more aggressive about addressing strategic or uh, human shortcomings in businesses mm -hmm. than public companies are. Do, do, what do you think about private credit? What, what do, you, do you think private equity needs to make an adjustment to the higher rates era that we're potentially going to be going into? How far through that process do you think we are? They seem to be struggling a little bit in certain areas. There's a lot of portfolio companies out there as well that, that are going to struggle to make that adjustment as well. Do, do you think private equity is, is going to have a tough few years and then go back on, the, on, on track? Or do you think it's still on track right now? I, I think that there's definitely a, an adjustment going on right now. And uh, I think if you were a fly on the wall at any large private equity firm, uh, the, the discussion would center around, we've got to get more liquidity for our investors. We've got to sell things. And the challenge is that uh, there's still a gap uh, fueled by uh, somewhat weaker multiples and by higher cost financing mm -hmm. between what sellers would like to get for their companies and what buyers are prepared to pay for them. So I appreciate that you know your few decade view is different than what we're going to see over the next 18 months, but do you think we're going to get into some kind of distressed debt cycle? Or with inflation getting stickier, is it a little different? It's, it's hard to imagine that we're not going to see Something. some stress. Uh, certainly, we're going to see stress in the uh, office, commercial, uh, mm -hmm. real estate, mm -hmm. debt market, uh, yeah, which is a highly levered asset. Uh, and I think, you know, there are many companies that have pretty levered balance sheets. Now, offsetting that is the fact that you've got very 
forgiving capital structures, you know, the whole covenant light uh, structure uh, means that uh, the, the day of reckoning is uh, manana, 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 mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but ultimately yep. it happens. Ralph, you got any AI tucked in that portfolio as well? Uh, I'm not smart enough, <laughs> artificially or otherwise. So do you feel like the NVIDIA <laughs> hype is hype or real, or you just don't no, want it's, to put it's money a, in? No, it's a real thing, mm -hmm. no question about it. But I think unlike, uh, you know, and NVIDIA it may very well be the exception, uh, but uh, first of all, I can't own any individual stocks because of my wife's job. So. Uh, Understood. So I, I own uh, indexes. She that's, does that thing in the UK. That's it, uh -huh. yes. She beats me up in the garden. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, the interesting thing about AI is that unlike the Internet, where you have these incredibly powerful companies that were created, uh, you know, the so-called Magnificent Seven, uh, I think the impact of AI is going to be much broadly, dis more broadly distributed in already existing companies. Uh, so it's going to affect every business just like the internet did. But it's not clear to me that there are, you know, other than the chip part, that there are going to be massive, you know, earth changing companies created mm -hmm. as a result of AI. Mm -hmm. In terms of what do you do there, for? I, the, the equity story I think is fascinating. Equities, to what extent do you think equities are fair value now? Uh, do they have, if you, if you, why would I, if I'm in a 5% money market fund, Ralph, should I be coming out of that money market fund now and investing elsewhere? Or do you think the period of uncertainty you've kind of described a little bit, you should wait for that to work its way through, for the clouds to clear, for the uncertainty to, to maybe sort of dissipate a bit. This year has been, this year, it's been narrative after narrative after narrative, and that strikes me as being a signal of a market that is, that is at a pivot point, and the direction of travel isn't as clear as maybe we would like it to be. Yeah, I, I certainly am of that view. Uh, uh, what I don't have in index funds, I have in cash, uh, mm. and mm. a lot of cash. So, uh, and I think uh, there's, there may be a bit of a head fake going on right now in the economy because you had, as a result of the pandemic, uh, massive, massive stimulus mm -hmm. uh, in this country. Uh, and, you know, well beyond what people could actually spend. So you had this incredible buildup of uh, excess savings. Uh, which is now being spent down and I think is kind of masking a little bit mm -hmm. the bite of the tightened uh, monetary policy. Uh, when that runs out, and I think we're within months of running out, uh, I think you're going to see uh, the bite of monetary policy, which has delays in any case. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think we still have this sugar high from the pandemic stimulus that is masking a, what will likely be some weakness in this the economy. kind of pushes me out to mid-2024, which incidentally is when we're going to see the presidential race really get underway. Yes. Do you think it's going to be Trump and Biden again? Uh, it certainly looks that way uh, today, yeah. although one could uh, certainly make 
uh, arguments uh, for uh, each of them not being there. Uh, but uh, the uh, Biden is clearly running. Uh, I think he's you know in good health mentally and physically and has every uh, intention of of running. And I think he genuinely believes that if Trump is the opponent, he's the best qualified to take on uh, uh, former President Trump. And yeah. and the Republican primaries are stacked very much in Trump's favor. You have 17 primaries that are winner take all. And with 12 opponents, uh, you know, you can get an awful lot of delegates with a plurality of, of uh, votes in the primaries. Do you think the president's doing a good job right now? Do you think his economic policies are the right one? The U.S. economy seems to be supported on federal spending right now. And I'm wondering whether you think Bidenomics is, is the way forward. I, I think the president has actually had an incredibly productive two and a half years. Uh, you know, the, the recovery plan from the pandemic, the infrastructure plan, the CHIPS Act, uh, you know, these are all pretty remarkable uh, bipartisan accomplishments. I think the rallying the world in support of the Ukraine has, mm -hmm. uh, has been a, also a pretty remarkable accomplishment. Uh, Is there a risk, I, though, that all of that contributed to inflation, maybe more structural inflation? Well, definitely the, the last, uh, it's, it wasn't a dollop, it was a wave of stimulus, uh, definitely made a contribution to that. Ralph, you mentioned earlier that you served in the Carter administration and you were there with some of the brightest and the best. When the time comes, how should we, how should we remember President Carter? I think President Carter uh, will be remembered as by far our best ex-president. Uh, and that's not, he, he's a remarkably high integrity, high quality, intelligent man. Uh, honestly, having observed him for four years, he didn't really like politics. Uh, it's hard to be a great president uh, when you don't like politics. Uh, you contrast him with uh, the president who followed him, Ronald Reagan, who happens to have politics different from mine, but I think was an incredibly effective uh, president. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say that about uh, President Carter, but he's been a remarkable ex-president. Uh, mm -hmm. His charitable activities, his uh, involvement globally in uh, free and fair uh, elections, uh, you know, going out and building houses for habitat for humanity, you know, two years ago when he was 96. I mean, pretty remarkable. Yeah. I don't want to be doing that when I'm 96. I'm going to be uh, I'm, I'm sitting I'm down. I'm not sure I could do that at my age. No, or, or my, my age. Uh, totally fair. I'm, I'm afraid I would hammer my finger rather than the nail. And then you'd really yeah. get yelled at in the garden by your <laughs> yes, wife. So exactly. there, there would definitely be that. Um, yeah, we're all waiting for the next series of The Diplomats. Um, Ralph, I hear you're a Knicks fan, so, so I, you probably don't have a view on this. The, the Yankees losing nine in a row, is that something that warms your heart, or are you, you a little concerned no, about New York City? I'm, I'm a born and bred Philadelphian, and so I root for every Philadelphia team except in basketball, where I root for the Knicks because I'm 
an incredible, I have every man's dream. I have every member of my family is a rabid fan yeah. of my favorite sports. So we all coalesced around the Knicks. Okay. But I get no, I, that sound, if I had to be for a, Philadelphia, for a New York team, it would be the Yankees. So I'm disappointed. Okay. Ralph, I hear you're going to be in London soon. We'll see you then. Thank you very much. I look this forward to it, Guy. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.